I feel a little bit, I see clankies by, oh, like a four bills for I believe I did a goodness, I did a goodness for school. I did a goodness for school. My goodness for checkers was, so my mama. Then come all over the ice and then it's just, Baba, Baba! I put it like that, I put it like that. They only put me as the free text, so I'll see now a chocolate kill for them for the club. I said checkers for school. So it's just part of the fans, part of the most every day, it's just around the corner. That's our shop though. Maar as hulle checkers toe gaan hang, hoor ons baai. Dan is soos, pa, 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 pa. Nou, ek kan julle veel sê, ek voel vanmorgen so'n bykie soos my kinders, wat my checkers was. Ek was die twee dag, as ek my checkers geweest. Ja, 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 ja. Wat is my makkie van julle, so wat? En, there were so many things that the Lord shared. And I was sitting last night with the Lord, and I said, Lord, there is so much in my heart. Firstly, how am I going to keep myself from not talking for an hour? That's the first thing. And how am I going to keep myself from not jumping from one thing to the other thing? Because there were so many things that are important when it comes to loving people. It was a leadership course, but in essence, it was about loving people. And, and it just took us back to the heart of why are we doing this thing? You know, yeah, like I said, I need to keep myself now, because I, you also said this, I love when you shared this, and I think there's a little bit of myself in that as well with the Lord. He sometimes the Lord zaps you with a little bit of a, with a conviction in your heart. He had it at the time, he's told the story where Andrew got all his elders together. Uh, but the, when they were so small, so there were about 12 guys there. And I thought of the Owens, who was I to go to Biggie? Punt by Tina, hoe goed kreeg hy? Hoe goed kreeg hy? En hy sê dat hy was hierdie die ouder vir hy was, en al die ouders het hoe sê, I'll give you a 2 out of 10, I'll give you a 3 out of 10. En hy skok op die ouders gezicht, en hy sê, wat? Ek het gedink, ek is minstens een 7. En ek dink, as ek het deelte van myself, wat betekend het, I don't preach that way. En hy begint, en hy sê, is die gang op dat hy is. Dan kan ek baie makkelijk vir die man kaart gaan. En dit is dus die heren gesê vir my gister terwijl ek daar bezig was. En die heren sê vir my, sê nou vir die helfte van die mense wat daar sit, is jy die ergste prediker wat op aarde lang gelopen? Dit is dus, is jy aan die mic vat, dan dink ek, oh, hierdie is skryf nie die hierdie vir my. Sê nou jy is daar ou. En dit is ook om ek het om in vir myself gesê, ek gaan rarig nou probeer vir ochend 30 minute preek vir die een ou. En daar moet ek nie aan die stap vir my. So, I'm teasing, I know I'm out of 8 out of 10. I think the guys that know me, I think the guys that know me best and spend the most time, I credit Debbie with all the other. She works with me, she spends every day, she only with all of them. So, what are the other brothers with that? So, I think for them, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, Ja, 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 ons nog nie wel in my preek aan, met, as hy besoek in die prediker so inkom, sê, yes, Lord! I've got two words for this morning, not two preachers, two words. Baie dankie. Yes, baie dankie. It's actually four words. The first one, God. The first two words is hold on. Yes. The second two words 
But the responsibility of your response to the working of the Holy Spirit is up to you. Because the Bible says you can either resist Him or you can submit and surrender to the working of the Lord. And in the same way, and that's what we, that we, we, for two days we heard about the impact that people have in my life. The impact that leaders have in my life. I can either submit to the, uh, 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 to the leaders that the Lord has placed in my life, or I can resist the working of the Lord through leadership in my life. Because for two days, we looked at how New Testament church works and looks like. In hoe die Heere die kerk gebruik. Praat van die gebouwen, praat van die instantie, how the Lord uses church. Believers, people, leaders, elders, the apostolic grace, how the Lord uses that to work with that to impact my life, to change my life. And so that's where the difficulty comes in because a lot of us are very okay if it's just me and the Lord. Yes, Lord, you can work in me, you can work through me. I can hear us bezig om hierdie ding uit te sorteer. And it's, that's, that's, that's the one. I can hear in my binnenkamer. The pressure comes when iron starts sharpening iron. And it's either someone in your community, it's someone around you, or it's a leader that's coming in now, now we can also get access. What is it? I see that it's Suddenly, you can either give in and submit, or you can resist, and the, and the Holy Spirit can work that way. And then there's this, these three concepts that the Lord has been speaking to me about this week. And this is not a polished, polished preach. I'm going to talk more out of what the Lord has been speaking, just thoughts on it that the Lord has been placing on my heart this week. About taking hold of, because we're going to look at the scripture now that Paul says that and I've got to, I don't want to spend too much time on the scriptures because there's a lot of scriptures and I can give it to you uh, afterwards if you, if you really but there's a, there's a, 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 a part uh, da, 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 da. yeah Philippians 3 let's just quickly read that I'm going to read Afrikaans lees die Engels is daarop ek lees om in Afrikaans Philippians 3 sê dit al wat ek wens is om Christus te ken Die kracht van sy opstanding te ondervind en deel te hee aan sy leiding, dier aan hom gelijk te word in sy dood. In die verwachting dat ek self deel sal hee aan die opstanding uit die dood. Now that's, that's the gospel. That is, that is the basics of the gospel, that first verses. It says, ek al wat ek wil hee, is om die Heer en Jesus Christus te gee, wat ek weet in hom, en net in hom, het ek die hoop dat as ek in my laaste as het uitplaas, that I will be living again and that I can live again with him in the heaven. That's the gospel. Jesus saved me for eternity. That's the gospel. So I begin there to say, all that I want is to live this life. Now he says, verse 12, he says, but I don't say that I all have, I don't say that I have all that, or I don't have all that, but listen to this. But I span my own om dit alles myne te maak, omdat Christus my reeds syne gemaakt het. Vers 12. Vers 12. Love that word. Not that I already obtained this, or already perfect, but I press on to make it my own. There's another version of that that says, I will grab hold of that, what Christ has grabbed a hold of me. 
responsibility on my side. Christ saved me. Jesus saved me. But it didn't just save me for the first few verses so that I can live eternity and spend eternity. No. He saved me because there are some things in this life that he has saved me for. And not just purposes, not just plans, not to just go and conquer the world, but also through my life to be a testimony to him, to others. So the more that he changes me out of this selfish, brutish beast of a man, and he starts molding me and changing me to become a, a, a real softy for the Lord, and a lovable earth. And that's what he did with me. I was a stubborn, self-sufficient means. Even, even uh, I'm not talking about million years ago, recently, the, and, and, and the Lord started using, uh, working in me to change me and to mold me. And now my life can be a testimony towards Jesus and say, don't look at me, look at the one who changed me. But there has to be a kind of a responsibility that lies with you and for me. And that is what Paul speaks about in verse 12, where he says, I will take a hold. I will stretch myself out. I will do everything in my power to submit myself to this working of the Holy Spirit. And I'm asking you this morning, what's in your heart? Is that desire in your heart to say, I will submit myself? To this working of the Holy Spirit. So that the Lord can work in me. And eventually, after He's worked in me, that He can work through me to others as well. And that's a, that's a verse. So the first one is, is holding on to, uh, to that. You know, it's almost like there's this... And now I want to go to rugby now. I remember there was a time... When Nas Bota was playing back then, where it was the kicking game, they all, uh, when the minute that the, when they got the ball, the men did something there. Because Nas Bota revolved the train, I scored the ball. The train, Nas Bota revolved, I scored the ball. And I'll never forget, there was this era in rugby 1990 or 2007, it was in the Nick Mallet, that, that era. And it was a Jay White for this. There was just this, suddenly this era where they stopped kicking the ball. They just stopped kicking the ball. And they realized, that there's going to be a greater game. It's changed again now. <laughs> but, they, but they learned there was a greater game for them. They, they accumulated more points by holding on to the ball. And I remember that where they had these phases played. So what will happen is, is the ball will be kicked off and the guys will get the ball on the halfway line. And then they will make these little pods, these little huddle, huddles. And then it will go forward and then they will go down to the ground and the scrum off and they will have the first phase and the second phase and the third phase. And they will have this what they call phase rugby. But the whole point of that was, it was to hold on to the possession that they had. And often that is something that happens with us in the kingdom. Is the Lord does something in us. We've already been saved now. Jesus is in my life. And then he does something in me. It changes something. Maybe for the first time I did something that I've never done before. I stepped out in worship. I raised my hands in worship. I'm just using this as an example. I've never been able to raise my hands in worship. And then on Sunday, the Lord just does something in me. He convicts me. He speaks through the word. And I've got this thing that for the first time I've got the... I can hear my friend. 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 I can hear
This freedom that comes over me, I've, I've worshipped the Lord in a new way. And in, a, in an essence, in the spirit, I've taken in some ground. And the Lord has taken in some ground. So I've given myself, I've, I've laid hold to something, I've, I've submitted to that working because I could have resisted it. I could have said, no, 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 I'm not lifting my hands. I could have resisted it. But there is also that point where you, where you can give yourself, now I've raised my hands. And the Lord has taken a step further in that area of worship in my life. Now the thing is this, going back to the right thing. I've seen and I've experienced often how the Lord does something in us. He works something in us. There's a work in me. It work, it's just not mine. <laughs> but, but now the Lord has taken him ground. And now the question is, am I going to continue submitting to the Lord? Am I going to keep possession? Can, am I going to hold on to what the Lord has done in me? Because you know you can lose what the Lord has done in your life. There's this scripture in the Bible that talks about where God, whether 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 God sows seeds. You know that one. And He sows seeds in different areas, and some fall on the pathway, and some fall in the rocky places. And that's a lot what happens in our life. Often the Lord comes. Those that were at the, at the teachings of Andrew over this past weekend, your Lord has been said. And I promise you. If you don't position yourself now in the Lord and stand still long enough, keep possession of what the Lord has said for a little while. If you don't look after that seed, you know, if you don't nurture that seed a little while and allow the Holy Spirit to nurture that seed for a little while, it will most probably just go to waste in some area. It will fall or it will go. It will go. Because the Bible says if it falls in good soil, then only. It will germinate. It's a wortel kismak. And that's often what I see what happens with us. Is we, we, we haven't really learned in the Holy Spirit, not in my own power, in the Holy Spirit, to hold on to what the Holy Spirit has done in my life. I see often that what happens is we've taken a new step. Yes, Lord. I'm, I'm being bold now, Lord. I'm doing this thing. I'm, 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 I'm going to have faith for this thing. And then when the first challenge comes, when it's the next worship session that I'm stepping back into where I was. And we don't keep on moving forward in what the Lord has done in us. And that's, that's an art. It's not, it's not an easy thing as well. I can tell you that as much. Same with rugby. Then you get the fetches. I might have steal a ball, reach him a ball. When he's over that ball. And the Bible proud of one. One of the Yeah. John... John 10. Listen to this. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. I came that you might have life and have it in abundance. So if it was if it, if it was obvious, if it was an obvious thing, the Lord will not have likened him to a thief. A thief is, in essence, a person that comes stealthily, streets. 
Because a thief knows when to strike. A thief exactly knows when is the right time, when is the opportune time. But the fencer, he swaks them on deer in my And it's my responsibility to, clap, to lay hold of that where Christ has laid hold of me. To be beskerm that where he in my head. Want die Bijbel sê, die wil kom. Nie om te kom oorhandiging, daar is nie volle oorhandiging van heilig, die wil, ek kom nou, en nou geef ek, nou, die skamers, he comes through circumstances, he comes through disappointment, I said this last week as well, two weeks ago, who has ever been disappointed in church? Just raise your hand. Who has been disappointed by church leadership in church before? He comes, he uses that as an opportunity to lay hold of what Christ has, lay, has done in you. And my question to you is, is what's your posture? Or is it something and he comes and he steals and he takes away. I want to ask you this, I, I wanted to use this example two weeks ago when we said this as well. It's easy to look at Villa which is not a full-time elder, I'm part-timing this thing on double-timing, so I have a kerk, so almost what is in the regard. I can do a Bible school for Duny, so you can take my preachers and you can pick them apart, and there's probably some stuff that you can pick apart from that, and say, hey, that would be easy. Also, because I, I lack an experience of leading people, I lack an experience of leading a church, and you said it this week, this weekend, a double time person that works and, 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 and uh, 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 leads a church, at most, what did they say, 25 minutes? 20 to 30 people is actually, that's, that's the ceiling of being able to lead well. We are now adults, over 50 people in this congregation. So you are actually double the amount that I will be able to actually shepherd well, and elder well. And so there's definitely going to be times, I promise there's going to be times, where I will not be able to support you probably the way. And make no mistake, we, we eldership, I'm not a elder, part of the bigger Joshian, that's why it's amazing that lately we've been really asking the guy, Sean Saul from Gordon's Bay, come Sean. Die mense moet weet wie hy is, want as hulle nie verwille my nie aan, ek rein en aan Sean hier langsak. En Jakob en Kim of Hermanus en Ras en Margo, that's now also coming to Hermanus, that you guys must know that I'm not the only elder here. Clarence. Clarence has spent 13, he saw 13 of our people in two weeks, spent over 20, I made the sums the other end. No, it was, over, it was 13 appointments, some of them two hours at a time. Over 30 hours in two weeks, Clarence and Azalea spent counseling our people. That's amazing. That's amazing. But the point that I want to make is this. I'm going off course. The point that I want to make is this. I think it's going to be easier for you guys to maybe be disappointed because your expectations sometimes of coming into church 
is this, this is what eldership should do, and this is what an elder should look like, and that's the type of support that I'm supposed to get from my elders. And, and that's, that's probably most of the time, if it is something not according to your expectation, but if it's according to what the Bible says, then your expectation should be rather there. But I promise you, at some point, I'm most probably going to disappoint one of you, if not all of you. But you know what this is intriguing thing? The perfect elder, Jesus, he disappointed people. And I want to just give the context when I say disappointed people. He is not the object of the disappointment. He is not the disappointed. It was the expectation of the people. It was the lack of belief in the people that caused the disappointment. And that's what often happens between you and me. You've got an expectation of me. Or you've got an expectation of church. Church should do this for me. Church should do that for me. And now suddenly you look at Jesus. They came to him. Jesus, come quickly. Last is a bit of a good one. I thought he just a response. You can see a soft one to it. This is not a situation of death. He'll be fine. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> imagine, imagine we come to Jesus like we did just now in the prayer. Oh, Jesus, I bring this with us, I bring this And Jesus says, you, I'm not going to do anything about it. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's the thing. We, we sometimes come with all of our challenges and we say, so even Jesus disappointed the perfect elder Judas Jesus he died Lazarus did do it. I may just disappoint that I will forget. Funeral. Lazarus is doing it. It's not a leak. It's not a leak. Jesus is going to fraud. Jesus is going to pitch. Jesus is going to fraud. Jesus is going to come to come to come. But I said to Mark and Bridget, if there is a couple that is supposed to take some kind of offense with me in this last week, it's me. I can only think of it. I can only think of it. I can only think of it. I was still for a little longer. But there's a fence ready to be taken. Ready to be taken. It's up for grabs. With many of us as well. Jesus' offense was ready to be taken, and I promise you there were some of us around him that took offense to that. The fact that Jesus didn't respond immediately. And the story ends up that Jesus didn't disappoint. His timing just looked different than ours. It just looked different than ours. And it's the same thing that Jesus often works with us as well. Judas. But look what Judas did. Can you give us call this in Judas? Judas had this huge disappointment. Judas had this feeling in him that Jesus, there was, this, there was this, this expectation in Judas' heart that Jesus was going to come and deliver them from, Roman, from the Roman Empire. A lot of Jews did at that time. Or a lot of Jesus' disciples thought that. They thought that Jesus was going to be the king reinstated since David and he came through the line of David and they thought that Jesus was going to free them from Roman occupation and oppression. And then suddenly Jesus died on the cross. But Jesus, Judas already had that revelation before that. Well, not a revelation. Jesus, Judas had this, this awakening in him, this disappointment in him and realizing 
don't think this guy is here to, to free us from the Romans. I think he's here for something different. And he got disappointed. And what did he do with his, with his disappointment? He allowed the devil to creep in, to steal. And he allowed the enemy to work an offense in his heart. And what did that offense end up doing? Listen to this. It killed Jesus in his life. That's what it did. It killed Jesus in his life. And I'm telling you now, it looks like a small thing. Jesus said this earlier in our worship as well. Sometimes a disappointment sometimes looks like a small thing. But in the hands of the enemy, it can destroy. It can destroy. And it's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to process disappointment with the Lord. It's your responsibility to come to me and say, Hey, Bru, I don't know if you handled this. I don't know if you did this very well. And then it's going to be my responsibility. How I respond back to you. So yeah, hold on. And I'm going to end off. I wanted to, I wanted to go into some other things as well. But I'm going to end off by <coughs> holding the line. Um, I'm going to just use that as a... Um, Yeah, holding the line. I see with many of us this struggle. And this is not about holding on always. It's about holding the line. When the enemy comes, and when challenges comes, and dare I say when the testing of the Lord comes, the purification of the Lord comes through various circumstances, challenges, things of the world that God uses, I often see it, and I often, myself, I've got this, this own response uh, uh, that often we pull back, we pull away. And there's the scripture that, that I want to read us just quickly. What is I know, man? Yeah, Hebrews 10. Yeah. Ek wil nie daar van vers 23 aflees. Laat ons stuif vasthou aan die hoop wat ons belei het. Uh, want God is getrouw. Hy doen wat hy beloof het. You guys see, he's, he's talking about disappointment days. Kind of touching on that. Laat ons vasthou. Laat ons vasthou. Let us hold fast to the confession of faith. Because he is going to be at the end. May not be my timing. But at the end of the day, he's going to be faithful to what he promised me. So he, if he, in my life, and, and he's going to be faithful in what he promised me. Says that in it. I do. And then it's interesting to me. It says this. Let us work. I love how he changes the perspective suddenly. And that's often what we do. That's often a condition of what we do. He says there, verse 24, first verse 24, Let us na mekaar omsien, dier mekaar aan te spoor, en liefde en goeie dade. What is your first response? I want to ask yourself this. What is your first response when you get tested by the Lord? When the challenges comes? When life gets difficult? When you are disappointed in leadership? When you are disappointed in church? What is your first response? Moaning. Moaning? <laughs> so. 
Wegbreek. That's what Paul knows this. This is why he's writing this to, 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 to the Hebrews. Our first response is, ek weet dan net so kom. Moe nie my liefde weghou van haar af. Do not withhold yourself from one another. Kijk, gaan wat is hier vir ons? Gebruik baie hierdie skrifversie. Vers 25. What is the response to Paul when the challenges come, when I'm being tested, when I'm being purified in the furnace? What is my response? Vers 25. Because he knows the condition of my heart. He knows what is my first reaction. When the, when the popo hits the fan, basically. Vers 25. Ons moet nie van die samenkomste van die gemeente wegplees, soos wat bereid die gewoonte die, maar, mekaar eerder aanmoedig om daarin te gaan, en des te meer die nate, wat die oordeelsdag nader sien kom. Why is Paul saying that now? Why doesn't he say that in any other part of the letter, or in any other? Why is he saying, ons moet nie hierdie samenkomste met mekaar af, 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 Thanks. Of skipping. Because he knows our condition. He knows our response. We, most of us, 99% of us, when the poor boy hits the fan in my life, I isolate away. I pull away. Either in my heart or sometimes even on the outside. Often on the outside. Paul says, going to the opposite. For God has done a work in you and he wants to do a work in you. Are you holding on to that? Are you keeping possession of what the Lord has done in you? And when the poor is the family that he did for him and he will omstandighere gebruik om die werk wat God in jou gedoen het, he will come steal what your best defense daar teen om te sneak in the family. That's your best defense. So I promise you those times when the poor is hitting the fan, those times when you are going through the purification process of the Lord, those times when you are feeling nutsless for carefully, I promise you, it is that time when you actually need to say, Philip, I am responsible for myself. The Lord will not through osmosis bring you for Because you know also, it's not always, it doesn't always lie in us as well. That he lined up on him with a stuffer, with a geweldige challenge in our heart. And not one of us could have responded to that, maybe through talking with her or encouraging her. But you know what is sometimes encouraging with us coming together? Corporate worship. There's an anointing that flows. There's a presence of the Holy Spirit that's here that you will not find in your in your own on your own. And so often we encourage one another, we oomph one another, we give one another that 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 idea Vicky, just by being together. So I want to encourage us this morning, and that's uh, that's my encouragement for this morning. The Lord is busy in this congregation. The Lord is busy in the congregation, and the Lord is busy with hard soccer He's busy convicting left, right and center and it's moeilijk because you keep on looking inwards. Then at the same time, we're growing as a, as a congregation. Just three years old in the We're three years old. But you've already seen how old you are. Three years old, 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 a baba van drie jaar stank en bang gevast, hy is raasrig, hy is betekend beneemd nog, hy is moeilijk, en 
We're still a baby in this thing. We're finding our feet in this whole thing. And so the Lord is busy even in that, challenging us on different fronts. We all come from different backgrounds. I've said this many times. We come from different backgrounds, different church backgrounds. Some of us have been, have been uh, walking a road with the Lord for 40 years. Others have only found Him now. And yet the Lord chose to put us together in the same place at the same time in a season as this. And so now we have to trust Him and say, Okay, Lord, what do you want to do in us? So what I'm saying is this. I know. And, and a lot of us have practical things. Uh, the economy is not looking good. We last year the Christmas. Yeah, man. I got the clean bit of And I'm on with the clean bit of but it's not just that. Krabal is going through a tough time. Our town is going through, economically, going through a tough time. The businesses are struggling. I, with my job, we are exporting. So we are on both sides of the receive money but we also give out money and I know that from our side we're struggling to get in money and that on the same breath does, doesn't allow us to pay our farmers when we want to and when we need to pay so economically we're being shaken spiritually we're being shaken relationally we're being shaken there's a lot going on but my question to you is what is your response going to be to that when the Lord is doing something in you, are you going to lay hold of that what God has laid hold of you? Are you going to say, Lord, not an inch, I'm not giving it, and that's holding the line. That means holding the line. The minute that the Lord, and they, they did that in previous, actually, and they had this thing where they had a line. And, and whenever they, they made a meter, they held the line and said, listen, we're not giving up this meter of territory. That we have just won. Maybe 10 or 20 or a thousand guys lost their lives for this meter of territory. And I will not give up this meter of territory, even if it kills me. And that's something often that we lack in our lives. That when the Lord does do something in us, when the Lord has shifted something in us, or maybe when we are in a season when He is busy doing something in us, that we don't hold the line. We shrink back so easily. And we don't hold the line. We don't fight for that meter of territory that God has gained in our heart. So easily we go back. And I want to encourage you. Hold the line. The Lord is busy with each one of you guys. Hold the line. Moe Kijk voor en toe naar wat die Heere bezig is mee. Moe nie terugkijk na wat wat voorbij is. Die Paulus sê dit in die ek gaan nie na die skrif lees, maar ek het om my ook gehad. I stretch myself out to what is in front of me, not to what is behind me. Look at that meter that the Lord is gaining in your life and hold the line. And in that, in that, and I, that's my last sin, ek kan so klaar. And that's where we come in. It's easier to hold the line in a group, in an army, amongst people, that it is holding the line on my own. Are you holding the line on your own? 
If that is the case, it's time that you take responsibility for your own growth. Listen to me. If you are holding the line on your own, it is the time that you take responsibility include people that you trust and that you love. Include a brother or a sister in this journey and say, hey, I'm struggling to hold the line. I need your support. I need your love. I need your praise in this thing. Otherwise, Let's close our eyes. I just want to. I just want to.